Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Table Talk. I have here with me Brandon, who is giving me the rundown on how to run a podcast. So introducing Brandon. Hello. Oh, he sounds so girly right now, but he's not. Oh, <clears throat> uh, hey, sorry. <laughs> that, that's all I'm chiming in. <laughs> All right, so here on Table Talk, we're going to talk about a few different things. Um, life, love life, relationships, probably a whole lot of sex, um, simply because that's one of my favorite topics. So, uh, yeah. Oh, Rand's giving me the big eyes like, oh, shit, what did I just give myself into? No, I honestly, I just want to chime in all the time, but I won't. I won't because this is yours. That's fine. You can chime in. You know I appreciate some uh, some actual feedback. Stop turning down that thing. Leave yourself where you're at. All right. You want me to leave it on? Yeah, leave it on. All right. I'll try to stay quiet, but you know me. Mm, that's fine. <laughs> so welcome to episode one. This is a um, test run episode one kind of thing here. Um, I originally wanted to do this table talk with my best friend, Alyssa, but she's currently going through a lot of things. And I think life just kind of takes us by the reins and leads us in different directions than we thoroughly expect. So I decided I'd bring on a different co-host, and Brandon was lovely enough to uh, open up his studio and equipment and garage band and all the things in between to give me the opportunity to record this on my own. So it's only proper to make sure that I bring him in on this. Thank you, thank you. I, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, well, I mean, who wouldn't be? Um, Brandon runs Ever-Changing Vibes. So tell yes. us a little bit about that. Oh, all right. Um, Ever-Changing Vibes is uh, just a little studio project that I wanted um, more so to actually put myself out there to find my passion and for once, like, not... I don't want to like look back and be like, "Oh, I could have started a podcast when now." But like now I'm young, I have a little bit of resources that I can kind of get the equipment in this studio that that we're recording in today. It was like I just wanted to to see where this passion would bring me. And uh cuz like I mean, we've all had those kind of dreams like to be a celebrity or to be a mm. to be known for the thing that you enjoy so much mm -hmm. so much doing. So um which is kind of why I wanted you to to even do your table talks here today. Like yeah. to get you into it. Yeah. Too. Which um I one hundred percent appreciate. Alyssa and I had actually talked about doing a table talk podcast. God, I don't know, last summer, her and I during quarantine, now keep in mind if you're listening way back, which I hope this is a long-term thing, it is now 2021, so 2020 would have been a quarantine year for all of us, and her and I had been Snapchatting and FaceTiming and Google fucking duoing and all the things that are video chatting and talking about the fact that, like, we should just do a, a table talk thing. Um... And I kind of was like, oh, yeah, like, sure. Like, you know, her and I have great conversations. She's someone that I've turned to time and time again about some real life fucking shit. Like, life, it's hard. And sometimes you just need that person that you're like, oh, shit. Like, I need this bitch to look me in the eyes, tell me I'm being an idiot, tell me that I'm secure, and tell me that no matter what I'm doing, as long as I'm doing it for me and no one else, that's exactly what I should be doing. And 
I honestly dedicate this journey to Alyssa and then uh, sub-dedicate this journey to Brandon and Mikey because both of them got started with podcasting and I simply was like, oh, that's a good idea. And her and I, like I said, talked about this last summer of getting a podcast together because her and I were pretty much like only seeing each other during quarantine and going grocery shopping every Sunday. And we, God, grocery shopping Sundays, oof. Talk about unloading all the emotions that any female could ever unload on another female. Um, it's not exactly your male typical podcast because guys don't want to talk about emotions. No, no. But also like, and, and this is something that applies to anybody who's ever done a podcast or ever thought about doing a podcast. You're already having these conversations, like you said, for well over a year. You've even had the thought of doing a podcast well over a year. You know, it's just something that, you're doing why not try to create the opportunity to get paid to do what mm. you just do for free true that's what i that's at ever changing vibe that's essentially my my mission mm -hmm. my mission statement if you will is like i just want to create a platform where i can get paid to do the thing that i love to do absolutely and um so yeah. Alyssa, hop on this table talk with with jocelyn and and Alyssa and Jocelyn's table talk. Yeah. And uh, let's get paid for, for what we do. What, yeah. What you're already doing. Yeah, seriously. I mean, we spend the entire year of quarantine pretty much meeting every Sunday and going grocery shopping together and just nonstop talking. I mean, about life, about stupid things, about romances we used to have and the way that they shaped us to be who we are in relationships now. And... As much as her and I have had so much dialogue, I finally was like, okay, well, like, let's do it in probably December. And she was like, oh, well, like, there's just a lot going on. It's the holidays and da, da, da. And, bitch, I fucking love you if you're listening to this first episode. And I love you so much. But, girl, you had all these thoughts in your head about what you needed to do to just start. Simply the same way Brandon did when he wanted to start ever changing vibes. So when Brandon gave me the opportunity, I was like, bitch, I'm running with table talk. I think it was more than an opportunity. I think I kind of held your feet to the fire in the <laughs> same way. But like, you know, you can give me credit for, for doing that. But honestly, like, I got to shout out all the people that set the feet to my fire mm. and kind of really ignited this passion that, that I'm pursuing myself and... To me, I'm just so excited to to actually see another passion being ignited. So, yeah, I mean, you and I talked in your latest podcast, episode twelve, about post-it notes. I brought up post-it notes because mm. post-it notes are my God, post-it notes are my favorite thing ever. I'm definitely going to be clipping a lot of the audio <laughs> from this show for my own show. <laughs> Listen, once Alyssa gets on here, you'll be able to clip a lot more audio. I promise. Mm. Um. Yeah, but actually, maybe I shouldn't, because then if I think about it, every time I click it, guys are going to start listening just to come in their pants. Uh. I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's, well, that's their own prerogatory. Uh, maybe that's what you're seeking to do? I mean, not exactly. I mean, I'm hoping to offer more than just a simple, like, quick fix, but... um. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you get out of this, then that's what you get out of this. I mean, ASMR is not hey. hated on. I listen to end, that shit. End of the day, thank you for listening. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> fuck yeah, no matter what the reason is. Um, But yeah, I mean, Alyssa and I 
God, I have to give most of the credit to her. She was like, oh, let's do a podcast together. I was like, fuck yes. Girl, we have such good conversations. Like, let's fucking do it. And she's been going through a lot. And I love that bitch. So I'm going to give her space. And actually, Brandon was like, oh, yeah, you want to listen? And I was like, oh, you know what? I should text that girl. She's been going through a lot. I should text her. But I'm kicking off Table Talk because I think deep conversations are something highly sought after, but rarely explored. I love that. <laughs> I, I'm trying to trying to not chime in too much, and because I mean I'm gonna just dominate it the same way I dominate my own podcast. So I, I really want this to be yours. So Alyssa, can you just please be on this podcast so I can just mute my audio? Yeah, <laughs> and you could talk. Yeah. Um, I think we all crave a deeper conversation, but we're all a little too scared to take it one step extra further. Getting started. Yeah. Um, and it's funny you say getting, you bring that up like getting started and I've always been like, oh no, just get it started. Just get it started. We've had that conversation plenty of times, but I think, uh, learning to, uh, realize that getting started is really fucking messy. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, it's really messy. Like, I can't tell you how many projects I've started and been like, oh, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But you know what? I don't really give a shit. So, like, I feel like something that you've, that keeps marriages together. Mm, okay. Like long, long-term relationships is the imperfections. Oh, my God. Because you, so might, you might be attracted to, to someone and like you know everyone goes through that like three month like obsessed phase mm. where like everything God. about them is perfect Ew. but, but like, yes i understand but like once you start to like see those imperfections and like get turned on by the imperfections oh. specifically Oof. it's like that's that's when you know this partner significant other which i don't know if this is the kind of topics that you want to discuss on your I show. literally said love, relationships, sex, so okay. I think this covers it. Yeah, so like that's that unique stank that her pussy. No, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. Oh that's, we're going to get knit and gritty knit and gritty on this. But like because I mean, her and I get nitty-gritty, so I mean, might as well start it off right and hopefully I'm going to send this bitch this episode and she can be like, "Bitch, what the fuck you doing without me?" I'll be like, "Bitch, then get your ass here." Hell yeah, and and what I really hope, if you are listening, Alyssa, is you go, I could do a way better job with this conversation than the fucking Brandon. Shh, kick him off. Yeah. Get out of here. Well, I fucking hope she does, because, oof, I love our conversations. Who, Alyssa's? Uh, yeah, okay, me and okay. Alyssa. I mean, I love our conversations, but there's nothing like that girl-on-girl conversation. And I don't mean that in a sexual way, even though I know some of your listeners being like, ooh, girl-on-girl, ooh. No. Listen. Listen. I love this bitch to the fullest of all of my being, but she has something to offer to any human being she ever has any interaction with that a lot of people don't get to experience nowadays. And I am graced with this. I'm not going to call her pe- perfection. I'm going to call her imperfection because she lives within what she is. Mm, yes, you said it. Chef's kiss. She says she's the one that turned me on to chef's kiss precisely. And she knows how to work it she knows how to live within her imperfections and just be like yeah this is who I am and I have taken so much away from that that I never thought I would ever be as confident 
to experience, let alone enjoy and apply to my own life. You're making me very excited to meet. Yeah, you should the be. The one and only. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's phenomenal. Uh, like I said, I just texted her. I hope she answers me. I know she's at work because it's a stupid Friday. We're recording this. But, um, yeah. I mean, she's phenomenal. I'm going to talk her up on this first episode without her because simply the world needs to hear Alyssa. She has more advice and wisdom than I think I have ever met in my life in any old person. You know, uh, we were talking about on, on my podcast and just even off air, like how kind of when we were talking about like the, the issues with a Finsta and how you're <sighs> for whatever reason, the human nature with social media, we try to like, we'll post a story for one person and mm. we'll post a whatever for the one person, just hoping that they see it, just hoping that they like it, just hoping that they interact in some way or reach out or whatever when they mm-hmm. see it. And, um, what I'm really getting, even though we're only 13 minutes in is like this episode, whatever this episode is, if we actually air this episode or not, this episode's for Alyssa. Yeah, it is. Damn right. This bitch like, Uh, oof. this, this one's going over Google drive. Alyssa, you will hear it before it gets posted. Trust me. I promise you that. Uh, wow. I felt like an inner Trump came out. That was weird. Ugh, gross. Sorry, sorry. This is why I shouldn't. I can't co-host. I can't co-host. No, 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 no. It's not that you can't co-host. You just have a very dominant personality in the fact of, like, you have things that need to be said and need to be heard. So I will forever be your producer as long as you'll have me. Oh, of course, of course. (laughs) You You guys could just take me, tear me apart. As soon as, Alyssa, as soon as you're here. You guys can just kind of like dive in and be like, let's let's defeat this male ego. What the fuck you think you is? <laughs> oh, she'll she'll put you in your place, but she'll put you in your place nicely. She's very she's she's how's hmm. <laughs> the best way to describe her? She is lovely, endearing, and someone that I can honestly say for most of my adult life have looked up to. Wow. Yeah. So, well, in in spirit of episode one, t- talk to me about some of that. Okay. So, like, how how did you guys first meet? What what was oh, your? Oh God, I think. How old were you? Let's start there. High school. It was a high school. It was high school. Like, because trust me, there's a wild difference. As a teacher myself, like, there's a wild difference between freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year. Like, you're I think I mindset. think we met sophomore year. Sophomore year. Yeah, we met sophomore year. Um, what class or I think after school curricular activity, whatever it is, English psychology. Those are the two classes I really remember her in together. And then we kind of just blossomed from there. Okay. Um, she had been someone I had always looked at and been like, damn, I love, I love the confidence. This bitch just like puts into the air. She was always the girl. She wore heels. She wore a dress. She like to knew. school. Yeah, yeah, damn right. This bitch knew what she was about. What what kind of school? did you go to? Like public school, private uh, school, Dyton Hobeth. So it was like vocational. Oh, it was a vocational. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but this bitch knew what she was about. She had all the. Confidence. She just knew herself. Yeah. Love oh my it. god, I envied that. Oh, I. And when I see that in students, it's like 
and and I see it in students that are like just so unaware that they already have those like okay so I'm gonna stop you right there make sure you uh help them develop it uh that's what I yes but also make sure that like you're creating an environment that other students can learn from that yeah um and cultivate their own confidence, whether it's within the same way that they are like, you admire that confidence or that you are like, you have confidence in a different style. Like this person is a more showy confidence. Like they are like, I wear heels. I wear a dress. I look fabulous, honey. But other students are more like an intellectual confidence. So you want to make sure you also nurture that. I think that's the word I was more looking nurture, for. Yeah, yeah nurture. Because, like, one of the things that I see, I, I'm really thinking of one in particular that, like, you could, he is so unique. Mm. He he is his style, and he emphasizes it. And oh, beautiful. Yes, bitch. But just, like, as a high school boy, like, obviously, like, he is insecure. He really and, sucks. Like, and, like... He, he still wants to, like, you know, do the right thing so that he can find the girl that he, you know, he wants to be in a, he wants to be in a high school relationship kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the, kind of the message that I've been trying to, to just help him. I want him to self-manifest it. I want mm. him to, to find it for himself. But, like, I'm like. But, whoa, 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 freeze. Did your self-manifesting come from self or come from the idealization of others and the way that you viewed them in your life. Don't attack me on your show. I'm, <laughs> I'm going kidding. to attack you um, simply because these are questions that I've also asked myself. Yeah, no, no. Um, it's a good question. So uh, let me see if I understand. So I right. just realized your hat said not titleless, but it said titties. Hell yeah. For the first time. <laughs> I don't know. We've recorded this podcast. We're almost 20 minutes in. And we recorded, what, almost two hours? Over two hours well, in the last podcast. Well, not to mention, you got here at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Because it's, what, 3 o'clock? I just wear hats, so it's not like I wasn't wearing this hat. No, but it was backwards. Oh, okay. I didn't know it said titties, but I mean, good luck. Is that your justification? Are you happy with like? Oh, okay, yeah, but like so. it was backwards. Yeah, I didn't read that it said titties. Yes. Um, anyone who plays golf, like, like, will right away recognize. They're like, oh, nice hat. And then like people who yeah, don't, don't play, play golf, golf, do what you did. And that's <laughs> I was why like, I love oh, this. Oh shit! It's title. Like, oh, that does not say titleless, honey. That says titties. <laughs> Which big fan? Okay, so wait. If we're gonna if we're gonna make this a real table talk conversation, which Alyssa and I do quite often, are you an ass or a titties man? Oh, you want to do this? Okay, absolutely. I want to do this. I've talked about this. You, this was. I definitely asked you this question. Yeah, before. this is a hundred percent a question on uh, the Intercore podcast uh, during oh. one of our Wally questions of the week segments. Oh, did I? Um, I was thinking more. I don't like, think ever changing vibes, but like the oh, two I've episodes got- we like didn't release. Literally talked about this on every podcast, except for the Carol Connection. <laughs> so, the fact that I don't remember means that... Okay, so... Um, it must not be about me. So you must be more a titties man than an ass man. 
Hey, you, this is your podcast. I said it. This is your podcast. Yep. So if you want, you can cut or edit or anything. I'm not probably going to. I'm going to be real, real on your podcast. That's fine. Less, I'm less real on my podcast, I think. Okay, so what is your take? Titties or ass? Okay. One answer. One word. Titties, ass. See. (sighs) You can give justification for both after. But, no, you know but what? you have to give your number one. You, you guys, you, you simple-minded woman. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not. I was about to say, don't make me reach you, across this table. You think men are simple-minded. That's that's the whole thing. So, okay. You want one answer? One. Titties. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Respect. But, but and this is the justification, because you said... And I just looked at your titties. Uh, <laughs> whoops. Uh, Welcome to Boozy Brunches, bitch. Hell yeah. And that's definitely not the first time I looked today. Or I didn't assume so. Why are we talking about this? Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> I'm going to get myself fucking canceled. <laughs> ASAP. Uh, okay, so, why, so okay. why titties? I'm not going to cut no, no, you no, off. Not why. This I mean, is why I enjoy gen- genuine conversations like this. Simply because I also... Enjoy diving into the mind of a man. Okay. Because it makes me understand a little bit more what men enjoy versus what women enjoy. The whole, like like I said, when we talked in Ever Changing Vibes, I said I read the book, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man, and it kind of gave me more insight into a man. So having an actual conversation with a a guy, I'm not going to call you a man or a boy because I'm not sure beta. where you stand. I'm okay, I'll call I'm you self- beta if that's what you want to be self-proclaimed. I'm, I like self-deprecating humor, but I'm not actually self-deprecating. I'm an alpha. Mm-hmm. Sure. Look at me. Mm. Uh, shit. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought if I just like stared hard enough, it would have worked. No, didn't work. All right. Um, I'm you're gonna... you're like a vanilla alpha. What does that mean? Is that what that face is? No, that's uh, like I'm almost more insulted. I'm sorry. I feel like because like I, I know things about you that I'm not gonna bring up on this podcast. I mean, maybe we can, but also, <laughs> all right. So like the reason why that was more insulting. I'm sorry. It goes back to the episode of Ever Changing Vibe we just recorded. Is like beta doesn't insult me because deep down I know I'm not a beta. Okay. It, or like, but you also didn't self-proclaim an alpha, which means you don't feel as if you fit the factor. No. So I purposely like the reason why I said that was to be a self-deprecating joke because like I feel like it's easier to dance around and like can I can no kind of an alpha will simply say he's an alpha. Maybe. No. Disagree. Okay. okay. Fuck off. And and I think this is this goes into why I'm insulted. <laughs> which is like That's why I called you a vanilla alpha. Which is why like what we talked about is like you get insulted by the things that actually hit home. Mm. And I think like <laughs> Trigger. calling me a vanilla alpha, maybe we have different ideas of what a vanilla alpha is. That's very true. But I feel like you're kind of right. Ooh, okay. And, and, so, and that's more insulting to me than being a beta because I know I'm not a beta. Okay, so let me describe a vanilla alpha. Sure. All right. As he takes a sip of his mimosa. 
All right. Ouch. Vanilla Vanilla Alpha to me is a guy that knows he's extremely dominant in a lot of aspects of his life. Whether that's physically, whether that is intellectually, mentally, or emotionally. He knows that he has aspects that a lot of other men don't have. So that's that alpha mentality. But you're a little more vanilla. Ooh, that deep sigh. We might have to make that a soundboard for our podcast. (laughs) I I can work on it. I can work on it. (laughs) Coming soon. (laughs) You're a little bit more vanilla because you appreciate women feeling as if they need to feel independent and alpha in a different sort of way than you do. And let me elaborate on that. Yeah, you definitely little. need to because I'm, I'm. I think I know what you're saying, but I don't. I don't know. What you, you're you, vanilla alpha males want a very alpha female. You want a girl that can take care of herself. She's independent, but she's also super soft with you. She's also super soft with you. Oh, he got a little wiggly in his seat over there. All right. Um, I think to go off of that point. What I would say is I can kind of see that. Yeah. In the sense that, like, to kind of describe it from a man's point of view is, like, um, you were saying, like, uh, you want a vanilla alpha wants you to be soft with me kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I think what it is is, like, we're so okay with not, appearing as the alpha Mm. but we want the recognition from the significant other absolutely i think that's what it is absolutely because like because like absolutely it's that's all that matters you don't give a fuck if you're alpha in your friend group but to your significant other your significant other better know you're fucking alpha and to to kind of like promote myself on your (laughs) fucking podcast um he's single ladies yeah so what I think is, you know, a, a way to spin this, mm-hmm. I'm a spin doctor, 3,000, fucking, I got to shut up. This is the booze. Sorry. It's okay. Um, Mimosa, boozy benches, bitch. I think it goes into our conversation about succeed in silence. Okay. Like, another way Emphasize words, be, on that a little. Be, be, I know I'm an alpha mm-hmm. and I know other people know that I'm an alpha, but I try to hide it so that I, it's like I'm an alpha without having to compete. So I'm an alpha in okay, my own but that's, domain. But that's, but that's what alphas do. Right. Well, okay. Alphas don't compete because alphas know they're alphas. Right. So it's, it's just another version. Like, so like there's your clear alpha male, like big buff. But that's not alpha. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. okay. Wait, hold All up. Right. Hold I up. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a silence you. I'm going to silence you. Alpha males are not alphas. They are simply betas. They are. False. Mm-hmm. But literally like. Why? Just why? In, just grammatically. I didn't even, I didn't even give my why yet. No, I know. Why? I, I just mean like grammatically. Like an alpha male is an alpha male. Regardless of your perception of an alpha male. But but then to, all alpha males because they're egotistical are alpha males. To to agree with you, 
beta males will present and and portray an alpha male until you engage with them. And then it's so like the the betas that are faking or projecting an alpha male are so easy to break down that oh, like God, you can see it you can see through it right away like mm-hmm. on surface and kind of the problem is a lot of like Instagram social media stuff is like you can't you can't see through it necessarily through some posts mm. but like literally talk to that person for five seconds oh my and you're god. like no that's a beta oh my god my ex boyfriend. <laughs> I know this sounds awful, but, like, I genuinely thought he was, like, this alpha male. Like, oof. Boy could fuck in the bedroom. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but being good at fucking isn't necessarily an alpha thing. No. Because, uh... It's definitely not. Because, uh, I'm not into it, but I know, like, guys are actually into being pegged in that whole realm of things. But I don't think those things make you a beta. I don't think they make you a beta, but they don't make you an alpha. I disagree. Mm. So I think a man understanding his sexuality and his needs within a bedroom or outside of the bedroom makes him much more of an alpha than typical alphas. Okay. So a typical alpha is the guy that, like, knows what he wants, gets what he wants. Yes. Or no? Uh, no, I like I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No, you know what? Knows what he wants, pursues what he wants. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. I. You're right. I think the way I phrased it was very wrong. I think that's a very good phrasing. for the first time. I feel like I understood what toxic masculinity is, even though I think that's the Ooh. fucking most dangerous concept that we've created in, you know, the 21st century. Absolutely. World. Absolutely. Toxic masculinity. It's just masculinity, and it's just different. But I think, but uh, you and I talked about this, the masculine versus feminine energies that, like, bring to a relationship, whether it's you're two guys in a relationship, you're two girls in a relationship, you're a guy and a girl, you're people that are non-binary, if I can pronounce fucking words. I think that either one of you can bring a masculine and feminine energy to a relationship. And to kind of bring it back, I think masculine and feminine, whatever attributes you're bringing to the relationship, are not directly linked with alpha beta. Absolutely. But I think, but I think in the same way you need a masculine and a feminine energy, you need an alpha and a beta energy in a relationship. Yeah, but I don't think either one of you holds that title because I think no. at different perspectives and at different times, you hold alpha and beta. So, like, the alpha-beta is interchangeable. Absolutely. The masculine-feminine, I think, should be pretty pretty steady. Like, it, that shouldn't necessarily flip-flop all the time. Not that it can't ever flip-flop. Okay, what do you mean by that, though? I think I'm a little confused. You said that you don't think alpha and beta should flip-flop? No, no, no. So, alpha and beta, I think depending on the situation, mm-hmm. changes roles. This It goes into the, the whole, like... You know, she wears the pants. Okay. But also, like, you provide for the family. Like, so she's okay. alpha in the household, but you're alpha Outside. for the household. Okay, okay. Whereas, like, the masculine and feminine attributes that, like, you know, PC culture will get mad about. But um, things like doing the laundry and doing the Ugh. cleaning, doing the dishes. Ugh. That kind of role where it's like, you know, sustaining I, the household versus sustaining 
the house itself, that's that kind of energy can can interchange. Absolutely. And I simply believe that because I watched I'm gonna refer to TikTok here, even though I don't love TikTok, but I do love TikTok. Um there was a TikTok I watched and it was like a girl just wants a guy to give a fuck about the house he's living in. Yeah. She will do everything. She will. If she really loves you, that bitch will take care of that house from top to fucking bottom. <laughs> she will. You laugh, but your eyes say yes, the fuck she well, will. Yeah, yeah. I have. I feel like I have a take on that, maybe. Okay, explain. Because I can always revert back to my point since it's, you know. So you said a girl wants a guy to care about the house. Yes. I think what would be, it's kind of like the same thing, but like they want uh, the guy to care enough to provide, provide the resources to care for it. Disagree. So, well. I'm going to let you explain, but then I'm going to go into why I disagree. Shit. Okay. So. No, it's fine. Uh, uh, like, so explain like, your point because I may change why I disagree. Okay. So I think like if the girl, which this is new for me, mm-hmm. so like, but it makes a lot of sense. So I think the girl does want enough of the guy to care about the house. In other words, like he wants it, she wants it to be cleaned, to be updated, to, to like be sustainable, to also like be, you know, uh, whatever, like make sure the fridge is always stocked and make sure the, the heat is on in the mm. winter and the, and the AC is on in the, in the summer. Okay. The guy doesn't necessarily care about whether or not the AC is on in the summer or the uh, gas is on in the winter or the fridge is stocked. He just cares about creating the, the finances to make that happen. And then whatever the, you know, the finance pool is Dictated by the the woman. So the woman then, so like he doesn't care about what actually happens if the house is actually clean. Like as a guy, like I can live in stench. I can live in, in like a sweaty summer. No problem. I don't really, like I could do it. And we talked about this on my show. Mm -hmm. Like the reason why I clean up before going out is like Mm -hmm. in case a girl came home. Yeah. So like, I think the guy essentially is like logically I just need to make sure that the f- the finance is there so that she can make sure the house is cleaned. And that's that's an that's only speaking for a traditional relationship like yeah. the traditional style. If I you don't, don't want the traditional want, style, even, you don't I don't think traditional is the best way to phrase that. I think if that is your mindset around a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's traditional. I think that's just your thoughts about a relationship. Um but for a woman within our household, it goes deeper than the AC and the heat and the food in the fridge. Of course. That's that's my male brain. I get it. No, no, no. The, the most Absolutely. obvious logic. Absolutely. No, no, no. You're providing. Yeah. As a male, you're providing. You're providing the things that you feel are typical. I don't even, uh, that's a terrible word. I don't like that word. I don't I really don't that. like that word. Uh, what, Okay, you, you are you're, providing you're explaining... what you feel as if is needed for for a household to run properly. Yeah. But it goes deeper than that for a woman. All right. 
She wants you to do the dishes because she doesn't want the house to be dirty. She wants you to do the laundry because you want to wear a clean pair of pants to work. She also wants you to do the outside work. I mean, granted, women don't give a shit about the outside work. Uh, that's a lie. Actually, I mean, mm, if I think about it more, like, and specifically around the fact of, like, my brother and my sister-in-law, they have a beautiful home. Beautiful. My brother gives so much shits about that lawn. So much shits about that lawn. So I think... And as a woman, I'm like, oh, I can, like, walk out my front door and I can, like, look at the lawn and be like, I could lay my naked ass out on that as long as we had fences. I mean, I don't really care. But I don't know my man does. So, like, as long as we have fences. And be like, it's soft as fuck and I'm not going to get prickled in my back with a bunch of fucking shit. You know what I, like, I got caught up. At, on the one point, because you were giving a cu- couple examples I, outside yeah. of the AC and, yeah. and everything, and uh, there was one thing that you said that I, like, stopped listening after. And okay. you said another example being, like, you'll make sure the laundry is done and the pants are ironed so that when you go out, the male goes out into the or the masculine, whatever, goes out into the world, he has iron mm, pants. He looks fine as fuck. And he looks fine as fuck. And it's in order to help build and create your alpha male. Mm. Because. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I didn't look at it that way, though. Which which that I can totally vibe with. Because, like, you know. Yeah, alpha- I want, yeah, I want my man to look 100%. Because when he comes home, even if he looks only 50, I know I sent him out of this house looking 100. And that was on me. And. As a guy, like that is that is a great trait to have. Yeah. Like to have a girl that like and and maybe I'm a little too career focused right now in my life, but like to have a girl that like would want to do everything to make sure that I'm more presentable, you know, mm-hmm. thriving in a better way. Being but 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 but, but you're gonna look great. If you're going to look great, she knows you're going to come home. And if she helps you look great, and I think this was something that I definitely took away from the act like a lady, think like a man thing, is men need to do three things, and then men need to feel three things. So men need to do three things in the fact that they need to protect, profess, and provide. But they need to do, they need to feel three things. They need to feel support. They need to feel loyalty. And they need to feel the cookie. Yeah, you got to milk your man. That's 100%. Well, he better fucking be milking it the fuck back. What? Okay, fair. But if we... <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm going to dominate your podcast on top of all the other podcasts I guest on. I'm sorry. But like... So you said... Uh, uh, what are the three P's? Just- so the three P's for a guy to feel like they are the guy or they are like the alpha. Let's use that word, that phrase. Wait a minute. Okay. Who wrote this book? Steve Harvey. 
Okay, it is. Oh, Steve Harvey? Mm-hmm. Like the mustache? Family, family feud, Steve Harvey. The guy that gets, like, baffled by obvious answers? Yes. But, like, he gets baffled. But he wrote this book. I'm like, okay. let me tell you. Like, tell me that he's not right. That a man no, no, I, that a man needs to provide, profess, and protect. Provide, profess, protect. That's what he needs to do. But he also needs to feel support, loyalty, and the cooking. Which kind of goes into our conversation with, like, ironing the pants. Mm. Ironing the pants is, like, the simple way of saying making sure your man looks good before he leaves the house. Mm-hmm. Is like... To, in order to provide, mm-hmm. you need to make sure that he is at his best mm-hmm. to to provide the most he can. You are supporting him to provide you with what you need. And already, I forgot the second P. But so I I mean the three Ps are very interchangeable. It doesn't mean one, two, or three. I just I put them in provide, profess, and protect in a protect. simple. Yeah. So you took perfect. Protect is number two. You took... Oh, I just... Uh, well. No, no, no. But, like, each guy is different. I think each guy is very different. I think each guy, provide, profess, and protect, can go in a various, like, one, two, or three. Like, a guy could feel like he needs to protect you straight off the bat. Like, simple example. You're taking a date home. She's within walking distance of the restaurant that you took her to. Are you going to walk her home? Or are you going to let her walk by herself and get her an Uber? Or what are, what are you going to do? Uh, are you actually asking? Yeah, I'm actually asking. So, like, if, if because you took kind of, you took the role as, like, provide and protect as number one and two. And right. I say that simply because when I mentioned those things, you said provide, and you were like, oh, like, I want to provide for my household. I want to, like, do X, Y, and Z, and I want to look good when I leave the house to do those things, to provide and make sure that she has food in the fridge, she's got clothes on the back, like, whatever. She's got AC, she's got heat. Okay. That's provide. So now the next step, and you simply elaborated on protect. That was what you went into, number two. So protect, like, what does protect look like to you? Well, you started giving the example, like, would you let, you know, a girl walk home or, mm-hmm. or whatever. If she's within walking distance of the restaurant you're going to. Now, say you live in a big city. It's like five blocks. Five blocks is nothing when you live in a big city. Are you going to let her walk home alone? Are you going to get an Uber? Are you going to walk her home? Like, what's your deal? Um, depends on how, I'm sure this depends on how interested you are and where you're at in what you want to do with your life. I think, it, well, I think it, so for me, and, and this might be anecdotal, um, but like, I feel like, especially when it comes to girls and this was once labeled misogynistic, but also I feel like when it comes to like protecting, I've always sought out the protection mm-hmm. before any sexual interest or relationship interest that I had is like at the end of the day, like even, even like today we did our boozy brunch. Like mm-hmm. I made sure that not only did we have time to record in the studio, to drink, to have a good time, but also like, I checked in, made sure that we had an environment that at the very, at at bare minimum, we could sober up before we all left. And sleep on a couch if needed. And and that, I mean, is a weird similarity to walking I don't, I don't, I I don't think that's weird at all. And um, as a female, I think that's, like, people are like, oh, whatever. He was just trying to make sure that you were, like, whatever. And I'm like, no, I disagree with this whole, like, sometimes independent female society 
I was very yeah. much a part of it for quite some time. I was like, I'm an independent female. I can take care of myself. Like, I, I can do what I want. And I know men support that. I, I more than support it. It's, it's like, it's why I put your feet to the fire to get started on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can see such potential in you. Like, I, like I'm so supportive of this career, wherever it, it takes you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's different than protective. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, like I want to, I, I, no matter who it is, like, I don't know. Okay. I got a simple question. I, I'm thankful for you. enough to have a sister and a mother that, th- yeah. that are still like very engaged in my life that mm-hmm. like, I, I learned a lot of things about, you know, woman or whatever mm-hmm. in, in the sense of like how I need to act around women as a man. And, absolutely. And like, and like, you know, you do need to protect. Mm-hmm. Even, you- but but whoa, whoa, hold up! You talk about your mom and your sister. Do you feel as if that's just your mom and your sister? Do you feel as if your mom and your sister have been able to provide those things simply because your dad let that environment? Excuse me, your dad let that environment happen. Um, I'm not following. I'm not sure what you are asking. Okay. So your mom and your sister have been able to provide you an environment such as you feel as though as a male, you need to do these certain things. You need to protect them. You go out and you take your mom to the grocery store. You're 11 or 12, 13, 15, whatever. You're whatever age. Some guy starts like being weird towards your mom. Your initial reaction is what? Discomfort. Okay. That discomfort, and this is just simply from a female, slightly obsessed with psychology perspective, your discomfort is coming from the fact that your dad has always taught you to protect your mother. Yeah. he's a or, or, or maybe it's not even that. Because as seeing my nephew growing up and he's only 18 months, I see very 19, 20 months, he's very much protective over his mother. Yeah. It could also be the opposite. Like if you didn't have a father that mm. showed the protection, you're like, no, this is bad. Now mm-hmm. I, now I can see that Absolutely. women need to be protected. Absolutely. So I, like, don't, I don't think that it stems from having a father or not having a father. I think it just comes from like an innate... Example or experience. Yeah, absolutely. It. It's just it's just something that you eventually kind of adapt to. You I think, feel one way or another about. I think one of the things that like kind of instituted this protection uh, that I that I feel is like specifically with my sister as she got older, she's going to college. She's the youngest, right? Too. She's the youngest. Okay. Too. So um, <clears throat> yeah, she got two older brothers, y'all. So like when I would see like I'm the middle child, which mm-hmm. is also like I'm the party child. So like mm. I always will support like exploring those those fun mm. moments. So like when I would see her Snapchat stories of like out at a college party, I'm like excited for her, I'm happy for her because like she gets to experience that. Yeah. But I'm but also, also like a little bit of like I'm worried in, in mm-hmm. a way. Like I know she's gonna be fine. She's when you She's want to talk a about strong, a strong independent, independent woman, uh, <laughs> there's a reason why we struggle to get along to this day. But um, but that's because you also respect her boundaries. You y- struggle to get along because you respect the fact that she is a strong, independent woman. If she knows she needs you, she'll reach out. And 
I don't think I've ever been able to even put it in words in my brain. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. I really hope that seems to be our friendship lately. <laughs> I really hope she listens to this. Maybe even get her on a podcast eventually. But Absolutely. Uh, but like seeing that and knowing that I, I get worried about her in, in those environments, but like show me in my life, like I gotta, like there's someone else that's worried about this girl that even if I'm trying to pick her up and, and you know, I'm playing the game too and, and I'm out there, whatever, like at the end of the day, it's like, I know there's someone else out there that's worried about her. Mm-hmm. So like to emphasize my point, what I the like if I am if I know they need to leave, I will do whatever I need to do to walk them home or I will be self-aware in the point that's like they they might have seen me trying to come on to them where if I walk them home, it's creepy. So, like, mm. I'll make sure that someone else walks you home. I just Ooh, care about okay. you getting home. Like, I care about the protection. And, like, in the few one-night stand examples that I have, it's, like, in the morning, I think everyone after a one-night stand will feel guilty. But I feel guilty. Well, maybe not. Cause I, but, like, the example that I'm trying to get at is, like, the part of me that feels guilty is, like when they leave, when they walk out the door in the morning, I'm like, are they still getting home safe? Like, I'll feel guilty. I'll, I'll worry about them getting home. Okay. Them getting to work okay. So day. maybe your best approach to that situation is to hit them with, and I simply know this from guys that have actually given a shit when a girl gets home safe. Hey, can you text me when you get home and let me know, like, you're safe? I've done that, but I've also not got the number of the one I'd stand before, so... Okay, that's right. So I just yeah, I just have to fester in that idea. Um, I was like, oh, shit, wait a hot minute. Yeah, okay, I get that. So as we've dived into a lot of topics, I think table talk has been a good way to introduce the fact that it's okay to talk about the things that you don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about. Um, I really, 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 really hope that I can get Alyssa on on our next podcast because as much as it has been a joy to have Brandon here, um, I know that Alyssa and I can dive deeper into some real-life context information that is well outside of what is normal. Um, I... Will hopefully convince her to hop on because she is mm, one of a kind. I really hope y'all get to introduce. I personally get to introduce her next week. I'm going to work my lovely magic and hope to God that she is able to get on. But um, yeah. It's been it's been quite a joy um, doing table talk, and I'm glad that my first guest was Brandon because we've definitely been able to dive into some topics that are topics that I think both male and females are kind of curious about, um, especially when it comes to what a man wants, what a woman wants, and this doesn't go across the board as to how you identify. I think it's just what you genuinely, innately want in a partner. Um, 
I got a nod from the other side of the table, so I'm going to take it as a <laughs> hell yeah. I, I kind of nailed that on the head. Um, but table talk is just a way to get out the things that don't feel normal. I don't. I did you want me to comment? I didn't mean. I to mean, you can, no, no, <laughs> you can comment on it because I don't really know where else to kind of go with that. I think I want, I want table talk to be a place that like. People come to interact and understand that the commentary that's happened between me, my guests, or me even, hopefully, fingers crossed, my co-host, Alyssa, if I can finally convince that bitch to get the fuck on this shit. Um, I, I think this episode is going to convince her. Yeah. I don't I'm, know. I don't I mean, know I'm you, gonna, Alyssa. I'm only going to title this episode Alyssa So if oh, this and send it to her. Good. Good title. If this... Episode one. Yeah. You, we could even call this like episode X. Like the, mm. just that like bonus episode. No. This no, is my episode first one. episode. Because I want this to be dedicated to the Fuck girl. Yeah. To the girl that really was like, we should just create a podcast. Because you know what, bitch? We talk about some really good topics like weekly. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, bitch? You right. You fucking right. And like I said, I think her and I had this conversation probably almost a year ago to the date mm. about just creating a podcast and a platform that was about real life, real situations that are really fucking hard to have conversations about. That is excellent and makes me so excited because like, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to fucking take over your I your literally podcast, pause like, to let you have an opportunity to have a, a, a comment. So please have a comment. So my whole idea with this ever-changing vibe is not only to, you know, give myself a journey to create a podcast, but, like, to create a platform, to create something that, like, others can utilize. And it makes me so excited because, to be honest, you're not the first person that I've created a side project with, but you are a hundred percent the first person that is like passionate and engaged and like ready to do it. So, Hell yeah. so like the, the fact that we were able to connect on that and, and you're even giving me the opportunity to be just to, to sit learn, back and be producer. Yeah. To, to, to learn what it is to podcast from a different seat essentially. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I'm endlessly grateful. And I mean, we just recently got to know each other. And, yeah. Hell yeah. Especially if you look at the lives that we've lived. Oh, yeah. We're both quarter, quarter, quarter life, quarter life crisis. <laughs> Listen, I had a quarter life crisis. Let's be honest. Oh, shit. I think I'm going through mine. Really? Yeah. Oh, a little bit. Maybe we, I'll have you back for episode two if I can't get Alyssa to have. Well, and we're we definitely going to talk gonna, about quarter life crisis. It sounds like I'm going to have to be on episode two, episode two, regardless. Even yeah, because you got to meet Elizabeth. And, and at this point, the viewers love the guest. <laughs> All, just, right. All right. All right. But um, no, no, I, I, I really want to thank you and for the opportunity. And, and I'm not only excited about the potential that this has, like. I'm ready for it. Like, mm. like I know it's more than just a potential. It's just you're taking a different role you than it. you anticipated. It's so exciting to because I could sit here and look you dead in the face and have a conversation with you and just read the way that you're <laughs> thinking based off of what I'm saying, based on your facial expressions and like the emotions I see in your eyes, and be like, okay, I'm heading the right way with a whatever I'm saying. I hope. 
just building a community around podcasting. Yep. And, and it's so awesome when, when I get to see the people that share that passion. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I don't want to take up the entire outro, but if. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up with thank you, Brandon, because, and thank you, Mikey, because Mikey's the first one to get me started in the podcast realm. And Brandon was the one to let me experiment with equipment and actually push me into the realm of being like, no, next week we're doing this. And I was like, mm, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was totally excited. Um, but finally recording feels weirdly nice. Yeah. And, um, so thank you. Yeah. Now it's started. So yeah. Now yeah. Now we got past the biggest hurdle. Yeah. Literally. And I've, I've said that in plenty of episodes with either ever changing vibes or just conversations between Brandon and I is just the like getting started portion is probably the hardest. And Alyssa had always said like, Hey, I want to like, I want to get X, Y, and Z. And I was like, nah, bitch. Now I found someone who's got X, Y, and Z. So let's go. Alyssa, we got started. Yeah. Let's go, bitch. I'm going to send this to you, honey. And if uh, if you aren't on this, I'm going to be pretty sad because, bitch, this all started because of you. But outro is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. Trust me. I, it I, is. It's so hard. Um, thanks for joining Table Talk. And I hope you come back next week for some more raunchy episodes. You're already establishing a weekly podcast? Yeah, I am. I'm fucking calling it. Fuck bitch. you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Goodbye. And see y'all motherfuckers next week.